welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a 7th Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. How are you, T? Good, 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 good. Especially after having this glass of wine with you, I'm really good. (laughs) We're back to our old tricks. Yeah, aren't we? (laughs) Oh my gosh, so... I kind of just want to like dive right into this episode. Sure. Because, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. But before we do that, though, I did want to maybe try something a little different this time. And, like, what were your general impressions about this episode? Like, what, like, just your thoughts. If I can stick my hand into the screen and smack Mary, <laughs> that would be kind of nice. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and Matt's impression of a lawyer. Oh, Bernie the attorney. <laughs> Bernie the attorney. Um, uh, yeah, my favorite and worst thing I've seen. Because <laughs> like even he himself, like after he gives back the phone, like you. He was, like you could tell he hated what he just did. I mean, he's like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, yeah. Like it just, I was like, yeah, don't you just want a shower? <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was an interesting moment because it's pretty much like the comedic relief that we get for this episode. That's true. And it's definitely much needed. Yeah. By the time it happens, it's like, we, okay, we needed a second to laugh because yeah. like everything leading up to that and everything after it is like, so like I don't want to say difficult but it's just like what are you doing Mary yeah. like no I think I want to like as I said I want to put my hand through the screen and smack her I think I want to do that maybe about eight times yeah easy yeah like, for I, sure like you know you just you know you um you have those moments where you're like oh god stupid like you want to smack yourself on the <laughs> forehead like oh, why didn't I see that like how Many times that I just want to do that to her, smack her on the forehead. Well, and moments where it's like, if if she was normal, right, it was like she'd do that to herself. Like if she just, was normal, like that, just like you described, like those moments where you're like, oh, stupid. Like, yeah, it's almost like she should be having those moments. Yeah, several times yes. this episode, and yet it's just like doesn't get it. No, I don't know if she doesn't get it or if it's like if she's being willfully. Just yes. Like this way. I, I, I can't yeah. I can't tell the difference. And you know what? That's a good point because it is an interesting thing. Like, is it written to be... I mean, clearly everything that happens on the show is written that way. But, like, is it written in to be that, like, walking that line of, like, is she really just that stupid? Yeah. And, and so, like, oblivious. And selfish. And, yeah. Or is she, like, just in denial or like you know like all these things that that happen yeah that you're just like what are you doing right now mm-hmm. oh my gosh like come on Ugh. yeah that being said though it definitely was a riveting watch i mean at least for me i can't mm-hmm. i don't want to speak for you but like i kind of sort of like was enjoying watching this episode i felt like the characters and or maybe just the acting or whatever felt really real and like just like I don't know it it gave me a lot of like feelings you know I I felt the most for Simon and Lucy yeah well they're definitely the most sympathetic characters on this episode Mm -hmm. I think yeah I mean you could you could sort of lump Ruthie in there too except that she's younger so she's a little less like like she has less agency to like be a part of this you know in that way yeah yeah but but the things that I know. That little girl suggested and... And and all of these kids, like, I, in my mind, I kept referring to them as, like, the kids. Yeah. You know? Like... Well, they are. Because, yeah. And everything that they're, like, saying and going through and dealing with is, like, it's just, like, my heart breaks for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so let's get into it. Let's. Okay. So this is episode 506, mm-hmm. titled Broke. Yeah, bitch. Continuing the line of single-titled episodes, or mm-hmm. single-word-titled episodes. Um, also continuing the B theme. Yeah. Because we saw um, Blind mm-hmm. last week, or in the last episode. And, okay, this is the problem. 
is the Amazon Prime spoilie is like the worst because like it doesn't it's it backs us into a corner to just like lay all the cards on the table immediately. Oh wow. Um Matt, Simon and Lucy try to save Mary from Ruthie's debt collector. From Ruthie's debt collectors. That's not right. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. Oh. oh no. From ruthless debt collectors. Uh. Oh my god, now I've ruined it. <laughs> okay, take two. Matt, Simon, and Lucy try to save Mary from ruthless debt collectors. Mm. So, I mean, that's... That's how broke Mary is. That's the episode pretty much in a nutshell. Um, except that, like, so much of it is is not so much about that, but about the family mm-hmm. and what her situ- what Mary's situation is doing to them. Yeah. As, as a unit, as people, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, you know, all that stuff. So, um, and I, and, and I would, I think, too, it would behoove us to sort of just go through the episode chronologically. Okay. Because there's really no, like, story, like, th- there's no A and B story in no. this episode, right? It's sort of just, like, it's all happening. Yeah. And it's happening to all of them at once, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, we open the episode on something that... I gotta be honest, I really loved this scene between Annie and Eric. Mm. At you know, first of all, it like we have like this silent two minute preamble of just everybody except for Mary and Matt because he doesn't live there anymore. Like sitting at the breakfast table and like it's tense and it's silent and everyone's like looking at each other and clearly uncomfortable. And then finally, Annie and Eric like send everybody upstairs to like you know go change Sam and David or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Annie and Eric get into a fucking screaming match, dude. Mm-hmm. It's so intense. I kind of want to play some of this, some of it. I have, yeah. I have some of it cut out that really sort of takes us into, you know, what comes next. Let's say we do it your way. We don't wait. We do something. What something do we do? I don't know. <sighs> I don't know! You help families with problems every day, and yet when it comes to our family, our kids, you don't know what we should do? No, I don't. Oh, God. So, uh, we'll do it your way. We'll, we'll wait. How long are we going to wait before we decide to do something? Till the first of the year, like we decided when she decided not to go to school. Or we can re-decide and set another date, or trust that we made the right decision in the first place. Like you said, I don't know what to do, and this conversation isn't getting us anywhere, so I'm going to go out and run some errands. Why are you always the one who gets out to run the errands? I have errands, too. Maybe I want to get out. So get out! Are we going to fight about everything today? Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's so hard. Like, even just listening to it now, I'm, like, I'm like affected by that. We've never seen them like this before. Yeah, that's true. They're usually, like, either they're on the same page or they don't, like, outwardly express themselves in this way. Yeah, that's true. They're, they're usually a lot more level-headed and mm-hmm. like calm about having a discussion and mm-hmm. resolving things. But Mary has gotten so far down her rabbit hole of destruction that they're just like at a loss. Like, I th- like words are failing them, yeah. clearly. I loved, I loved that extremely human moment of when Annie's like, you know, when it comes to our kids, you don't know what to do or whatever. And he's like, I don't. And it's almost like he's like laughing. Yeah. Or there, there's like this, like, like there's like this smirk thing that happens. And she sort of responds back also because it's like, it's that, you know, it's that very human moment of yeah. like when you're so stressed and all you can do you is like laugh. kind of like laugh because it's like uncomfortable and like what the fuck is happening kind yeah. of thing. I do that. <laughs> yeah. It's it, totally. And I mean, they spend the rest of this episode apart from each other mm-hmm. pretty much until the very end. They they all they each go off to try to get their own space or whatever. But what ends up happening is separately they start learning bits and pieces of what Mary's been up to for the last several months since the summer mm-hmm. or or you know since she graduated from high school. Um, and realizing that she's been lying to them. She's been like hanging out with 
bad influences. Yes. Everything Frankie that, and Johnny. Right. I mean, everything that we've seen her do in these last five episodes leading up to this one, they're just now like Realizing, learning. Yeah. And and it and it keeps sort of coming to coming at them like un, unbidden. Like yeah. she's Annie's at the supermarket or something, and the insurance guy comes up to her and he's like, Hey, like I probably shouldn't say this, but I care about you guys, so like you should know. Mary doesn't have car insurance. She let it lapse because she couldn't pay. Yep. And then, um, you know, then she comes across, or, or there, then she goes to Eddie's pool hall because she's looking for Eric. Yeah. And Eddie's like, oh, yeah, like, you should probably talk to the manager about why she got fired. Like, I don't know. And Annie's like, she got fired? Uh, yeah. Like, we thought she quit. And then he tells her, like, she was on the phone a lot with the car people and the insurance people. Yep. She calls the car dealer guy, and he's like, She's behind on all her payments. Like, she hasn't made a single payment. Yeah. She owes, like, $300 with all the late fees and everything. And then, oh, <laughs> we can't forget the really stupid moment of Sergeant Michaels talking to his people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, what a way to shoehorn that story back in. Yeah. He's, he's doing, like, a briefing at the station or whatever to all the cops. And he's like, we're going to set up a DUI checkpoint at Crawford. Mm-hmm. And then the cop that stopped Mary a couple episodes back yeah. for running the stop sign goes up to Sergeant Michaels and is like, hey... Uh, I didn't tell you at the time because I thought I was doing the right thing, but I stopped Mary and I thought I smelled some alcohol on her and whatever. Yep. So then Michaels, of course, goes to like finds Eric at Pete's Pizza mm-hmm. and tells him what he just learned from his cop. And then Pete sits him down and is like, hey, like, I just want to let you know, like, because I care about you. You know, like, Mary's been hanging out with these guys, with Frankie and Johnny, and, like, Johnny's family, but they're bad news. <laughs> like, it's all just coming at them hard, hard. and fast. Yeah, one after once. the other. It's crazy. But it's all, I mean, we've seen it unfold in real time over and, the course of the season so far. I mean, far. even Hank and uh, Aunt Julie. Well, we'll talk about that. So, so... Eric ends up at Julie's place. Yeah. And Annie ends up at the hospital looking for Eric and finds Hank, or Hank finds her. Yeah. So we get this really amazing scene, I thought. Again, parts of why I love this episode so much, I really like how it's done, I guess. Um, they're, 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 they're talking to Hank and Julie separately, but it's like they're ha- they're having the same conversation. conversation, and they're having the conversation that they should be having with each other. Mm-hmm. But they can't have this conversation with each other because they're angry because yeah. they're not you know they they're not of the right frame of mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna play that. Eric and I had a big fight this morning. I, mean, I don't even know why we fought. We're both on the same side. We both want Mary to get her life on track. I'll tell you why we fought because we're both frustrated. We don't think we can yell at her, so we're yelling at each other. When it comes to Mary, we both feel like we're beating our heads against the wall. And then I found out today that Mary's been lying to us. She hasn't been paying any of her bills. They're about to repossess her car. Her insurance has been canceled. She's borrowing money from anyone and everyone. She ran a stop sign. She was drinking and driving. Pete fired her from his pizza place because she was hanging out after hours with Frankie and Johnny drinking beer. She's been lying to me, to us, for for weeks. I don't know, maybe months. I feel, I like, feel like I don't, I don't even know my own daughter. daughter. Have, you Have you noticed, noticed anything? anything? How was How she when she, she babysat last week? They're both acting their asses off in this scene. Yeah, aren't they? I mean, but like, I think in a good way. Yeah. For once, like, Eric is, or whoever, what's his name, Stephen Collins, I guess, is exhibiting like really, like interesting sort of restraint. Like, like, like his voice is very like somber. Mm-hmm. It's not very passionate. He's just yeah. like downtrodden, mm-hmm. you know. And Annie's like fucking sniffling between every word she says like yeah. she's like feeling all the feels it's crazy and then and then of course like Hank and Julie 
funnily enough, like it all sort of kind of comes full circle with them because they're the ones who decided not to tell Annie and Eric yeah. about what happened when Mary babysat. Mm-hmm. And their whole conversation of like, what if we don't say anything and then she it's gets worse and then yeah. we didn't say anything. And that's exactly kind of sort of what's happened. Except that like, it's it not happened their fault. A, but not only that, it like happened a week after. Yeah. <laughs> and, and really though, like it's, they hadn't, I mean, they couldn't have done anything. Like, no. Whether, whether they were the ones that told Annie and Eric everything they just learned or they learned it the way they learned it, like, now they know. Yeah. And it doesn't really change the facts, which are that, like, all these things happened, or Mary did all these things, or they happened to Mary or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, Mary's in trouble, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, whoa. But then, so meanwhile... The kids are at the house, right? Because Annie and Eric have left them. So, like, um, Lucy and Simon and Ruthie mm-hmm. are there with the with the twins. Yep. And Mary is just constantly in and out of the house. Yeah, Mary's, like, just gone. She, she's been gone since the morning because she's not yeah. even there at breakfast and she's not there when they're shouting at each other and stuff. Yeah. And they don't know where she is. The best they can hope is that she's, like, looking for a job or something, but they mm-hmm. don't know where she is. And the phone rings, and Lucy answers, and it's this debt collector lady. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Who's like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's such a caricature of like like a debt collector. Mm-hmm. Although I've never been on the receiving end of a debt collecting call. Like, yeah. I think, I think there is some sort of a loophole or whatever where they can actually be dicks to you. Like, there's nothing saying they have to be all customer service yeah. when they call you. Yeah. And so when Lucy answers, she's she's she keeps going like, oh, Mary Camden. I you know, And Lucy's like, I'm not Mary. Who the fuck? Are, like, what are you talking about? And she's like, nice try, Mary. And Lucy's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not Mary. And then she's like, she's like, then who are you? And Lucy's like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then clicks. And it's a whole, like, back and forth. The, like, the, like, the house ring, the house phone rings. At least 25 times in this episode alone. Mm -hmm. Like, she keeps calling. And they keep answering. Because I was like, well, then why do you keep answering? But I realized, like, they can't not answer because what if it's someone else? And they don't have caller ID. It's not, you know, they don't have a voice answering machine or whatever. So, like, they have to keep answering the phone. And almost every time the phone rings, it's her again. It's the debt collector lady again. And um, sometimes Lucy picks up. Sometimes Simon picks picks up. up. Um, finally they call Matt because they're like, I, we don't know what to do. Mary's in all this debt. Like, where the fuck is she? You know? Mm-hmm. And so they call Matt and Matt comes over and she calls again and he answers the phone as Bernie the attorney and tries to like get the debt collector off their back. Like Bernie the attorney. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it, guys. I can't do it either. Just watch him. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll hear a little bit of Bernie in the later on. I have okay. a clip, but um, but like while all of this is happening, and while the kids are like racking their brains to figure out like what can they do, like what 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 recourse do they have? Fucking Mary's at an ATM machine. She's trying to get money out. And she keeps getting receipts out that say, like, overdrawn funds or, like, no funds or whatever. Yeah. I think at some point she tries a different credit card that yeah. she has or something. And that like, says the same thing. I was like, how many credit cards do you have well, and who and gave you credit well, cards? Well, and it's an ATM machine, so it doesn't yeah. have to be, like, a debit card or something. I don't, I don't know how all of that sort of pans out. Yeah. But there's, like, this long line of people behind her waiting for her. And she's just, like, failing at getting money out because she has no money. And so the guy behind her... Like, finally is like, hey, like, can you leave? Clearly, like, you can't make this happen. The rest of us need to get cash out. And she's like, hey, man, I was here first. And he's like, well, I'll give you $5 to leave this line right now. And she perks right up. Yeah. And is like, deal. Takes the fiver and, like, walks away. She's just annoying, especially when she says, pleasure doing business with you. And walks away. I was like, I can slap you. But I have, again, though, I have to give Jessica Beal props. I mean, she too is kind of sort of acting her ass off in this, in this yeah. episode. Like, she has to act like an oblivious dumb shit. You yeah. know what I mean? 
And granted, she's not doing a lot in this episode. Like, she doesn't have a lot to do. Mm -hmm. But, like, what she does, I think she's doing pretty expertly. Like, her blasé attitude, her, like, her sort of, like, um, devil-may-care-ness of it all, you know? Like, she's kind of pulling it off pretty expertly. So she takes this fiver, and then she, like, goes to the movies. Yeah. And... She's, like, laughing at the movie, like, without a care in the world. And then she comes out, and she's got, like, a dollar left or whatever. And she goes to get ice cream or something. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Didn't she get, like, 20 bucks from Ruthie before that? Oh, you're right. I I keep forgetting that Ruthie gave her 20 bucks. You're right. So, I don't know what she does with the fiver, though. She does something with the fiver that the guy gives her. She does end up getting ice cream. No, the ice cream, you're right, is afterwards. Mm. She does take the five, though, and she's like, ooh, five bucks, what can I do with this? And she, like, wastes it, basically. And then she comes home, and at this point, they've been getting all the calls and everything, Mm -hmm. and Lucy and Simon are, like, confronting her, like, what the hell, dude? Like, you owe all this money. And so she's hitting them all up for money. She goes to Simon and asks for 50 bucks. And yep. he's like, I'm not giving you any more money. You've already taken 30 bucks from me over the last, like, couple of weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, the bank of Simon is closed, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, Lucy has no money either. Matt has no money, like, because he has bills to pay and shit. Yeah. And then Ruthie is, like... Just trying to be a good sister, I think. I don't. Yeah. I think if she was just a little bit older and a little less like naive, mm-hmm. I don't even want to say naive. I think that she still like wants to see the good in Mary. Yeah. Whereas like Lucy and Simon have kind of sort of like already seen the writing on the wall and like have maybe written her off a little bit, or yeah. at least seen that like she doesn't care. Yeah. You know? Or isn't capable of paying anybody back. Or making responsible decisions. Ultimately. Yeah. Ruthie doesn't quite see that yet, yeah. so she like brings Marianne to the room and is like, I've got 20 bucks you can have. And Mary then gets all like, that's not enough. Like, bitch? bitch? Like, what? Like, I mean, not that I'm saying she should just take the money without any guilt or whatever, but it's like, you know, at least act like you appreciate it. Like, yeah. what? I mean, what the hell? So, and you're taking $20 from your 10-year-old sister. Seriously. Like, Simon can't give you 50 Ruthie's giving you 20 dude. Yeah. Like, that's a lot for her. Like, I don't even know how she has 20 but, like, yeah, who cares? Know. Let's just suspend that disbelief. Let's assume she's been collecting allowance for a month and a half mm-hmm. or longer. And so, longer, a month yeah. and a half. <laughs> They're giving them, like, a dollar a month, yeah. which is even worse. So, <laughs> so... Ruthie's like, well, maybe you can pay off some of your debt and then maybe they won't keep calling you for a while. Like, it'll get her off your back or whatever. Yeah. And so Mary's like, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And she, like, takes the 20 and runs out of the house and goes straight to the movies and then has, like, five bucks left or whatever and goes to the ice cream shop. Like, that's the point where I just, like, lost my fucking mind. I was like... Oh my God, your siblings are at home losing their minds over your financial situation. And you're in the theater. And you're going to see a cartoon in the middle of the day. Yep. And then going to get ice cream. Like, I just... Ugh. <laughs> ugh. Yeah. And then, and then she ends up finding a bullshit job. She ends up finding a job, right? At the... With the... Well, yes, but that's way after. That's way later. We'll right? get there. We'll okay. get there. So, oh, we forgot the most, not the most important part by any means, but an interesting part is like sort of before all this goes down, we see um, Matt and John at the apartment. Oh, yeah. And John. And Matt's like sitting there like trying to study and John just keeps pacing back and forth in front of him. And before I finish that thought, I do want to play this clip because... See if you can hear something weird. Okay. Okay, what's wrong? What do you mean? Well, you've been pacing back and forth, back and forth all morning. <laughs> so, has someone been watching <laughs> Dawson's Creek and just said Pacey? You've been pacing back and like, what is that? Did no one catch that and go, let's retake that scene? Like, what the fuck? No, you've been pacing. I literally had to play it three times to go like, is my computer glitching? Like, what's happening? Wait, play one more time. Play one more time. 
Okay, what's wrong? What do you mean? Well, you've been pacing back and forth, back and <laughs> forth all morning. <laughs> you've been pacing back and forth. Watson, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny. Um, but so yeah, so so finally John's like, okay, I gotta tell you something, but I know that it's like not gonna be good for you to hear it, but I also kinda have to get it off my chest, but like at the same time, like, uh, it's a shitty situation, but like I gotta tell you. So Matt's like, just fucking tell me already. Yeah. And John tells him that Mary hit him up for money. Yeah. And Matt's like, how much? And we never really get a dollar amount, but it's like, well, enough that it was too much. Yeah. <laughs> like, we really, any amount is too much. Like, John, really? Like, yeah. oh my God, that's insane. That's like bonkers. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Mary? Like, really? You ask everybody. It's crazy. So, so of course he didn't give it to her, but like, just that just tells you, like, Mary's literally just like, just, I mean... What like what are you doing? Like, oh my god, I can't. It's too much. What was the term that they were using for her? Not, not spiraling, or did they say she's spiraling? At some point, Eric does refer to her as spiraling. Is that what he? Is that the word that he used? I think so. Or, what like what specific time do you? Mean? I don't know. I'm just trying to remember what was it like. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But I, you know, she's she's just out of control, dude. She really is. And again, she doesn't seem to have any remorse or like guilt about it no she takes the 20 and goes to the movies like what are you thinking yeah okay and then 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 i want to play devil's advocate and go like okay i'm mary Mm -hmm. i have zero money i can't find a job i can't keep a job to save my life Mm -hmm. do i do i wallow in that or do i like try to just like throw my cares away and like what you know what you know what I'm talking about like yeah. drown my cares in a movie like like you know you know how you know how it's like when you've dug the hole so deep already yeah. you, it's easier just to keep digging than it is to like try to climb out yeah you know it's true but still though if that's the case I the audience want to see some of that going through her mind or her experiencing any of those thoughts because like all we see her do is like take the 20 and run and especially what what breaks my heart is it's not matt's money it's not john's it's not lucy it's not simon it's little ruthie i know you took her money I know. And went to the fucking movies. And and she, I think when she gives it to Mary, too, she's like, she's like, you can pay me back whenever. Like, she doesn't, it's not even like, she doesn't even have the concept of like, this is a loan. Yeah. I expect that. She's just like, take it. You know, like, yeah. like hope maybe they can get off your back for a little bit. It's yeah. 20 bucks. Do something. Like, she's like, she's so giving of herself in that moment. Mm-hmm. And Mary just like, doesn't seem to have any sense at all of like what this means you know Mm -hmm. so okay so she takes so she gets the ice cream whatever then she like strolls back into the house right and matt's there yeah and um i'm gonna play the i'm gonna just play the clip and then we can talk about Mm -hmm. hey hey hope you're out looking for a job what are you doing here Lucy and Simon called me. They didn't know what to do when your creditors started harassing them. Well, I am a little behind. What are you doing strolling in here like you don't have a care in the world? Calm down. I will not calm down. You are out of control and out of money. Um, it's the collections lady. She wants to talk to Bernie. (sighs) Who's Bernie? Your attorney. (laughs) I have an attorney? Yeah, this is Bernie. Yeah, uh, my clients had a change of heart. Yeah, against my advice, she uh, she wishes to pay what she owes. Yeah, she'll come down in person and pay it. Hey, no, thank you. Have you gone crazy? I am not crazy, and you're gonna pay what you owe. I don't have the money. We love you, so we're loaning you the money so you can pay back all the people you owe money to. Actually, it's Sam and David who love you. And I'll go straight to the bank and the car dealership and the insurance company and pay your debts. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Thank us by getting a job and paying your bills and paying Sam and David back before Mom knows the money's missing, all right? You can count on me. 
kill you. What were your thoughts when she's like, you can count on me? Bullshit. Right? Me too. Bullshit. I I saw her look at this wad of money they give her. And like saw and like, like happy and dollar like, signs. And I'm like, oh my God, how is she going to blow this now? Yeah. You know? So let's rewind a little bit on that. So while she was out watching movies and getting ice cream, the kids are back at the house and they literally like, they're having, like, it's so insane. Like, again, another scene I loved. It's these, it's the four of them. It's Matt, Simon, Lucy, and Ruthie mm-hmm. sitting around the living room, like having a serious conversation about the financial trouble that their sister is in. Yeah. And trying to like come up with a viable solution of how to get this money together for mm-hmm. her. Like they're, and they're angry and they're like frustrated and they're, they're, they're just, their backs are against the wall because the phone won't stop ringing. The yeah. fucking collector won't leave them alone for a fucking minute, you know? Mm-hmm. And my, and then meanwhile, Eric and Annie keep calling them, like, or calling the house yeah. to try to get a hold of each other. And they have to keep, like, lying to them about, like, where Mary is By the way, I, I, I couldn't have been more frustrated because I know Eric has a fucking pager. And... That's true. He has a pager. That's true. I did forget This about shit that. annoys me with them, like not having a phone or a pager to page each other like tell them where the fuck you are to call that number constantly missing each other yeah i know they did it for it's an effect yeah. yes i get it but again bullshit like do you get what i'm saying like i i got i got annoyed that's funny it didn't bother me at all i didn't think about it well yeah i didn't think about it but i also just that like them missing like them constantly trying to contact and missing each other didn't really feel like annoying to me I, I just thought it was interesting how that kept getting heightened like because they kept they they kept trying to contact each other after every tidbit they found out yes and then and then they would find out another tidbit and then it was like trying to reach each other again and then you know like it was well, like was heightening a, yeah. the the severity to yeah. the point where Annie's Annie runs into the hospital and goes to the nurse. Have you seen my husband, Eric Camden? Like, this nurse doesn't know who the fuck your husband... Like, you know, like, that's, that's like, crazy, out-of-your-mind-level shit because she's losing her mind, you know? I know, I know. I I guess... I hear what you're saying, and and, and I get that, and I understand it's... Again, it's a device that's trying to heighten it, but to me... It pisses me off only because I've seen him use his fucking know, pager so many and times. And I'm pretty sure he has a cell phone, right? Does he? seen him use a cell phone before? Exactly. So this is so these are a few things that annoy me. Like I know, I know. Like yeah, you kind of fell short there. <laughs> but we've also seen him leave his pager at home before and stuff. You know, like he's Don't not very a, responsible with stop it. Stop saving them. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to like apologize for it because I don't think that specific thing hurts the episode really no it doesn't but like the fact that I can pinpoint it pisses me off I know you're totally fair you are that is a fair thing um so okay so they're like the kids are all like what do we do what do we do and then Ruthie chimes in like uh hello guys Sam and David have money because Annie's been putting 10 bucks in yeah. each of their piggy banks every month since yeah. they were born. And so they're 20 months old. That's like $400 mm-hmm. or something. Right? Yeah. That adds up. And I love how, too, they have to sort of explain, like, why that money is just sitting there. And so, so Simon's like, why didn't she put open up a bank account or yeah. whatever? And everything's like, I don't know. I guess she's waiting for it to be 500 Like, it's, like, clearly just, like, to just to satisfy the audience. Is like, yeah. why is this money sitting there? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Would be my first question <laughs> right, because right. I really did think, like, why hasn't she opened up a bank account? Like, yeah. and I love how everybody's like, I don't know. Do you want me to call and ask her? Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're like, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> the way Ruthie handled it was the best. Though. I know. She's, like, on it. And so they're, like, looking at each other and looking at the piggy banks. And, like, Sam and David are in the scene. They're just, like, these innocent little babies, you know? You're stealing and, money from a baby. And, and Not you can stealing, tell, but, you and, I mean, you can tell on their faces, like, this, this like, completely gut-wrenching realization that they've come to, which is, like, this is the only way to keep Mary out of trouble. 
yeah. is to take this money from these piggy banks. Like, mm-hmm. it's literally the only dollars they could scrape together. Yeah. I think this is the only show that I can... Every time I watch an episode and if someone pisses me off, I want to throw my TV against the wall or my <laughs> iPad or my cell phone, whatever I'm watching. I just... Because I do this with books. If I'm upset with a book, with the ending, I have thrown my book against the wall. Okay, that's hilarious. I've done it because, like, it How was How many my... walls have you shattered? No, I have... <laughs> Damn, am I that strong? No, but, like, you know, there's been times where I'm like, well, fuck that! And, like, I've thrown it oh my God, <laughs> across so the room. Funny. If I could do, the, do that with this show, when it's my iPad or a TV or phone, I would... But it's not paper, so I'm not gonna break shit. <laughs> but yeah, man, this episode, I, hmm. Yeah, no. Which Mary, is g- great job on Jessica Biel, like you said. Like, well, she's great at playing the such an episode in general too. Though, again, I gotta give it props. I really think this is like the most well done episode of the show we've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, because yeah, because you felt the frustration. It's so the way it builds. Mm-hmm is really well sort of like staggered and like paced, yeah. you know, and the complete like, I just, I mean, oh my God. Okay. L- let's just keep talking about it. So, cause believe it or not, that's not even where it ends guys. Like <laughs> yeah. it's crazy how much happens in this episode. So, so, okay. So they scrape this money together. The clip we just heard is them giving Mary the money and saying like, for the love of God, do something responsible with this money. Yeah. Do the right thing since we didn't do the right thing and we took this from the kids' piggy banks. Like, take it and do something good with it. Yeah. So she's like, you can count on me. The audience has already seen that she's a total fuck up. So for all intents and purposes, I really was expecting, like, how is she going to blow this money now? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. She doesn't quite blow it. <laughs> but she... But then she acts even more incompetent and stupid with her financial situation. Yeah. We see her going to her various um, lenders mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I think she starts at the bank to pay her credit card debt. Yeah. Right? So she's at the bank and she's sitting down with the credit card with the banker person. And the banker tells her you know, we can extend your line of credit or like raise your limit or whatever and lower your payments, um, but it's going to increase your interest rate. So in the long term, you will be paying more. And Mary's response to that is like, well, the the long term or like or like the end is too far away for me right now. Or like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. she goes, cause, oh, because the banker says, the words she uses is, in the end, you'll be paying more. Yeah. So Mary's like, well, the end is really far away from me right now, so let's do it. Yep. And then so instead of owing 50, she only owes 30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she's such a moron. She's like, I just made $20. Yeah. Kill me. Yep. Seriously, take a knife and fucking kill me. <laughs> like, I lost my shit. And then we see her go to the car dealership and do the same exact thing. Yeah. She extends the term of her loan to, to lower her payments. payments. And so instead of owing 300 she only owes 75 Which, does that mean that she, like, literally extended her five-year car loan to, like, 15 years? Like, Basically. that's an insanely low payment from $300. Yeah. Like, holy shit. So then, of course, we get the comedy of, like, she goes to the insurance she pays her insurance to catch up to like reinstate her car insurance or whatever and she goes now is there any way I can extend the term of my insurance and pay less per month and the chick's like insurance is paid monthly over the course of 12 months a year if we ever have 13 months in a year I'll let you know yeah (laughs) best such a moron like oh my god so then she's like strolling out of the car of the car insurance place and all I could think again was like what's she gonna do with all the money she hasn't right? spent yet right because, because they gave her like all, like almost $500 and she didn't have to spend, spend all, all of, of it. it so I'm like what did she do with it so then she like passes a help wanted sign in the in a bookstore mm-hmm. and she goes in and this is where the show kind of loses me a little bit. This whole scene with this shop owner. Yeah. Like, this was unnecessarily creepy and weird. It was very creepy, dude. 
Although, I do have to say, it does kind of serve the purpose at the very end of this episode. They're just creepy. Like, they didn't have to be creepy. It just had to be like, give me a job. And the guy's like, yeah. And then he realizes, like, no. And that's all that had to happen. It didn't have to be this whole, like, weird pedophile thing. And then the wife walks in and is like, you're not hiring a young chippy. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is weird and unnecessary. Yeah. So Mary goes home. All happy because she's paid off her debt. She got herself a job. And she even, like, has a talk with Annie and Eric at that point. Because mm-hmm. Annie and Eric have come home at this point and have, and have, like, talked to each other and have, like, told each other everything they know that they've learned over the course of yeah. their day. And realizing that, like, holy shit, like, this has gotten out of control. We can't mm-hmm. let this go on. But then Mary strolls in, like... Oh my God, I paid off all my bills and I got a job and I promise you no matter how much this job sucks or how much I hate it, like I'm going to do it. I'm going to, this is the brand new Mary, whatever. Mm -hmm. But she lies about where she got the money. She says that she had like a paycheck coming to her from some previous job or whatever. Yep. So um, then she goes upstairs and Lucy's like, like, like a, outwardly pissed at Mary at this point. Yeah. For, pause really quickly, though, because okay. I need to make this comment before I forget. Lucy's outfit in this episode is so on point. <laughs> Lucy looks so fly in this episode. She's wearing, like, a golden yellow, like, a marigold colored mm-hmm. sweater, right? And like blue, like those those like Adidas snaps snap side pants that like yeah, basketballers yeah, yeah. wear and shit. And then she's wearing Adidas's where the stripes match her sweater. Yeah, oh yeah. my god, it was like so on point. I loved everything about this outfit that she's wearing. She looks so good in it. Um, so Lucy's pissed at Mary. Mary's like, what's your problem? And Lucy's like, what's my problem? I've been fucking stealing calls from your collectors all day. Yeah. I've, I don't know what the fuck you've been doing. Like, ugh, you know? And Mary's like, I know. I haven't been the best sister. I haven't really been honest with you, whatever. But, like, I promise you, like, I've, I, I, I used the money wisely. I got a job. I'm going to be better. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Like, honesty is my new policy. Like, that's my game or whatever. And, like, Lucy walks out. Mary gets a call, call from the bookshop guy saying, um, my wife told me I can't hire you. And then Mary's like, okay, hangs up. Lucy comes back and is like, what's wrong? Or who was that? Or whatever. And Mary's like, wrong number. Yep. Fucking bitch. Like, in the same breath right. as honesty is my new policy, you fucking lie again. <laughs> like, Oh my lord. Mm. I just, I can't. I really, like... Get her off the show. Oh my god. I know, this is, this is, the. I mean, this has to be her bottom, right? Like, I mean, how do you reach further rock bottom than, like, spending the money that your parents have put aside for a fund for your baby siblings even even lucy mentions like she took money from you to ruthie i know she you get that little she t- and she took money from you and i'm I like know. that's huge yeah that is huge i know it's uh it's Such just heartbreaking it really is i I, I gotta say, it's funny to me how they keep referring to it as, like, Sam and David's money. Like, if we're being serious about it, it's Annie and Eric's money. Yeah. Like, you're, like basically, your parents have bailed you out. Yeah. And but what sucks is, like, they don't even know it. Yeah. And, and you're lying to their faces about it. And, and the irony, the irony is, like, it's Annie and Eric. Of course they were always going to bail you out. Are you kidding? That, what do you think they were going to do when they was, when you walked through the door and they were ready to confront you? What do, what, what do you think was going to happen? They were going to let you go into debtor's jail? <laughs> like, really? See, that was that was the problem. I think that's the problem with Mary is she... Look, yes, Annie and Eric would have always bailed her out or taken care of her 
had she been forthcoming about the issues. Absolutely. But there's also this. There have having knowing this in the back of her mind that Annie and Eric are a cushion is what led her to be such an idiot. I think you might be right about that. I think you're right. But on that same token though, and not to negate you, I'm just like adding on to it. Like I think too, Annie and Eric for however long this has been, I this episode aired like in November-ish, so we can assume it's like real time yeah. or whatever. So since the summer, so what, four or five months-ish mm-hmm. since she graduated? So for five months, they haven't been her cushion because they've been putting the ball in her court. Like, yeah. you got to get a job. You went and got a car. You're responsible for making the payments. Yeah. And they've been letting her, I don't want to say letting her, but... They've been making her be responsible for her finances. She yeah. hasn't been responsible, but like, yeah. but she's been responsible for her financial situation yeah. since she graduated from high school. So I don't know if Barry ever really had the benefit, if you want to call it that, of knowing that they're going to be her cushion. I just think she's so like far gone like yeah. she's just willing to like beg borrow and steal her way through life at this point yeah like if if they had never given her that money if the kids had never given her that money from sam and david's piggy banks yeah she was just gonna let that debt, debt collector keep calling and like continue to like owe all that money yeah and had her car repossessed and like she was just gonna keep like getting in the ATM line and getting five bucks for leaving. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so she, like, like that was going to be her life. Ugh. They I shouldn't know. have paid for it though. They shouldn't have given her the money. I know. They I shouldn't know. have. But that's the, that's the heartbreaking part. I, we failed to mention that scene when she comes home and Annie and Eric are like waiting for her in the foyer, you know? Yeah. And they're like ready to confront her. She tells them I paid my bills. I, I had a paycheck coming to me and I got a job. And then she runs upstairs. Annie and Eric are onto her immediately. Mm. And Eric turns to Annie and goes like, she's lying about the money. I don't think she's lying about the job. What do we do? And Eric says something about like, like we got to get, like we got to like prepare for war yeah. here. Like we can't just confront her. We have to be strategic in how we approach this yeah. now. And Annie's like, we're at war? And Eric's like, I think we are, dude. Yeah. Like, I think at this point, we are. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, so heartbreaking to me. Like, this is... And we've never seen the Camdens like this. Let's face it's it. true. We've never seen them not be this, like, nuclear, tight-knit, doing the right thing, just, like, you know, mm-hmm. everything's hunky-dory at the end, like, family. They've never been like this. And it's... Yeah. It's killing them. <laughs> it's tearing them apart. The kids are all at each other's throats. Like, they don't know what to do. Annie and Eric at each other's throats. Like... Yep. She's, Mary's, like, sucking everyone into her black hole, John and shit, you know? Like, John, Hank, and Julie. She fucking sucked the colonel into her black hole, and she, yeah. like, yelled at him for, for trying to help her, like, get her life on track. I blame Robbie for everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, because she only met Robbie after she got in jail for vandalizing I know, I know. It's okay. It's I okay. blame, what was that chick's name? Corey? Yeah, I blame Corey. Yeah, that bitch. <laughs> Seriously, why did they give her the name Corey? <laughs> What's wrong with Corey? I don't know. I just find I just think of Corey Matthews. Oh yeah, it's a boy it meets world. world. <laughs> it's not. It's a boy meets. That's not how it goes, is it? It's a boy meets. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's a boy meets world. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's take it up. If that is what it is, though, in our whole lives we were just like singing that. All right, it's boy meets. I don't know. Oh, maybe it's, it's boy. boy. Yeah, I mean, that that would work. It's boy meets world. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> the fact uh, that we're like, it's yeah, boy. we're like, let's just spend fifteen minutes trying to remember it now. <laughs> it's okay. We all love Corey Matthews and Shawnee. Shawnee. Um. Shit. What was Sean's last name? Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that takes us to the end of the episode. Okay. Right? Yeah. It, yeah, because it ends on... 
the phone the call. The phone call and the lie, and then we got Dumb the... bitch. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, one thing that I forgot, not forgot, but, like, kind of was, like, we were too into it for me to stop the progress of the conversation. Save us Um... So this is the second episode where we've seen like baby cop, the one who pulled Mary over and then confesses to Sergeant Michael. Yes. Do you know who he is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had no oh idea. My God. I had no idea. Fucking Christopher Daniel Barnes. Yeah. AKA the voice of Eric from The Little Mermaid. Not gonna lie, kinda got all the feels. <laughs> Me too. I was like, oh my god, so this guy is like famous. Yeah. <laughs> he was like famous. Before he was ever on Seven. I'm not going to lie. I, I, okay. So when he showed up, I was like, I know his face in other things, obviously because of, um, Greg uh, Brady and the yes, Brady Bunch yes. movie. <laughs> I was like, okay, but what else has he done? And before I continued that, uh, that scene where he's going to whatever, talk to Sergeant uh-huh. Michaels, I stopped it. Right. And I saw Eric as, you know, mm-hmm. um, little mermaid. I swear to God, I close my eyes and just like focus on his voice. I'm like, is it oh, Eric? I wouldn't know because I haven't seen The Little Mermaid in years, or like my a long first time. crush was a cartoon character. But then I was also trying to remember, like I don't remember Eric ever even talking in The Little Mermaid. Uh, yeah, he did. Like he has like five lines. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he saves the day. Okay. <laughs> he kills Ursula. How does that movie end? Uh, does she end up a human? Yes. Okay. She walks out of the water in this beautiful lavender shiny gown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because then it ends with, like, they're on a ship, and then, like, King Triton's there in the water, like, cheering them on or whatever. And the best is when (laughs) Ursula's, like, that sexy woman with Ariel's voice, and then Ariel's voice is gone. She goes, oh, get away from her. (laughs) 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 That woman... Ursula? Yeah. She's still alive and kicking, man. Dude, honestly. She's like crushing life. Evil. Pat Carroll, I think. Yeah. Evil characters in Disney have the best music. That's probably true. (laughs) Scar. For sure. And Ursula. Oh my God. Ursula's song. It's not about your voice. No, what is she goes? It's about body language. It's the (laughs) best. I fucking love her. Anyways. She's great. Moving on. So yeah, so that's his deal. Like, that's who he is. Holy shit. He's also, um, he's played Spider-Man in various, like, TV cartoon incarnations. Oh. For, like, 20 years. I'm sorry. There was a Spider-Man cartoon? Oh, yeah. Uh, Are you kidding? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the Batman cartoons. Of course there was a cartoon. There was cartoons... He was only, Spider-Man was only a cartoon until the first Tobey Maguire movie. I know, but I guess maybe that Spider-Man cartoon definitely wasn't on my radar. Mm. Batman was. I remember watching I never watched Batman. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I never even watched Spider-Man, to be honest. I just knew of it, like, in the ether kind of thing. I can't even remember that. That's yeah. That's insane. I also never watched TMNT. I was never a really cartoon. Like, I was not a cartoon kid. Oh, I was... All, all of it. it I, I watched like, I cartoons and movies. And like, and then I was into like the Nickelodeon stuff. Like I love Doug yeah. and Rugrats. See, okay, and... like Nickelodeon, yes. Yeah. Uh, but those cartoons definitely were in my radar and movies. Barney wasn't. If someone watched it, I'd walk out of the room. God, I was a huge Barney. I'm pretty sure we've had this conversation before. But I'm a hu- I was, I'm a, I was a huge Barney fan. But what like, was we that? were a Barney household. Really? <laughs> For sure. I mean, okay. Barney and Rafi. Ra- like, Rafi was, like, my shit growing up. Say like, what now? The, the musician? Oh, okay, okay. I'm like, really? No. Baby Beluga. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I had, like, I think we had, like, one tape, but, like, my morning routine as, like, a wee baby would be like, wake up, go to the refrigerator, uh-huh. and my parents would have like laid out a little snack for me, like at the bottom level that I could reach. You That's know? so cute. And I would go and I and I'd get my snack, like a little yogurt or whatever, and then I would put my tape into the VCR and plop in front of the TV and like watch Rafi and and um, Barney like until they woke up and like could play with me. <laughs> like that was my life. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wish I could remember this. This is all like anecdotal, like what they've told me. But like, yeah. That's I was pretty dope. I, I was pretty dope. 
Yeah, no. Actually, no, my parents were dope. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, really, like, go fend for yourself. Go get go get your snack. Put yourself in front of the TV. <laughs> like, we have, we need to sleep. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think, like, the whole, like, idea of, like, watching cartoons and movies, like, a lot of movies was yeah. because of my older brother. Mm. That was the reason why. So whatever he watched, I watched. Yeah. I didn't hate on it. You know, but that and that makes sense. Like I was an only child for six years. Exactly. You know? So I had myself. I had <laughs> and my dad. Like my dad was my buddy. <laughs> like yeah, same. My dad was my buddy when it came, when it comes yeah. to movies. Like he would always take us. Like my favorite was well, the, my the most okay most favorite and worst experience worst experience because I think I fell asleep halfway through the movie, but I was a baby, so it's whatever. <laughs> uh, was Jurassic Park. <gasps> Really? Yeah, we went. That's we, so cool. I I really liked the movie, but I couldn't stay awake. Aww. So I passed out on my dad. But my but my favorite was the theater was so crowded. Oh yeah. My dad and I sat in this back row. I don't even know if we were in the far back or not. But my brother sat alone in the front <laughs> row, right in front of us. Oh no. And when the T Rex first like belt out, uh-huh. I saw my brother's hands on his ears. Oh no. Like oh, like great. So yeah yeah like I that I remember and I remember like just like like leaning on my dad and barely keeping my eyes awake (laughs) for that scene but I remember when that shit happened I was like huh like like everything peaked up and I was just like listening my eyes were all big and the moment he stopped yelling I passed out I can't remember (laughs) shit can't remember shit and then I had to rewatch it on VHS my first movie going experience like in the theater or whatever, was Aladdin oh. at the El Capitan Theater, which for those who don't know is like this big like theater theater in Hollywood, like on, on Hollywood Boulevard. It's like this big ornate old yeah. school looking theater that like Disney owns basically. Mm-hmm. So they're always like running either the latest Disney movie or like a rerun of a classic or whatever. Yeah. And they and they have like that little pre-show that they do, like the mm. live, like the characters come out and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. And so when Aladdin came out, I think Mermaid had already existed at that point. I yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Lion mm-hmm. King had already existed. Yes. So like those characters were in their little pre-show and stuff. But um, but yeah, Aladdin was like my first movie-going experience. Mine was actually Little Mermaid. I don't remember watching it. Yeah. Because I was two. It came out in '89. Yeah, I was yeah. two. But my but this I remember, and my mom and my mom said, you may not remember the movie, but you remember the music because you would hum it all the time. Oh no, T. Yeah, and I didn't even breaking my heart. Yeah, I would hum it all the time, and apparently I knew the music really well. Like I don't remember the movie, but apparently the music stayed. So that's an interesting thing. Yeah. Clearly, those Disney movies are like formative for for people of our generation. Yeah. like those movies that we grew up with, Mermaid, Beauty, uh, Lion mm-hmm. King, Aladdin, Pocahontas, like they were like super formative for us, but we were like really young. Yep. So it makes you wonder, like, is it the music that we like latched onto, onto that like, because also too, like, isn't music supposed to be like a major sense memory yeah. thing? So like, it would be interesting if like most of the nostalgia attached mm-hmm. to those movies is because of the music yeah. more than anything else. I think that's why... He- like, you know when they say when you hear a song and then a remake, let's say you happen to hear the cover of the song. You prefer it? Yeah. Yes. That is so true for me. It's yeah. crazy. It, it, it sucks. Like, it, you're like, oh, that was a cover? Fuck, what's yeah. the original? And yeah. I think this is why I fell in love with Eric. Aww. Because it's like the first guy I saw. I was like, Aww. oh, look at him. But he's a cartoon. Speaking of that cover thing, my sister recently had that with, um, she had never listened to the Hamilton soundtrack. But then um, I played for her when the mixtape came out, which yeah. is like a series of like um, sort of like remixed versions of certain songs from Hamilton that was like sort of like hip hopified, I guess, mm-hmm. more than the play or whatever. So she heard Andra Day's version of um, Burn before she had ever heard the Hamilton soundtrack. Okay. And she loves it, and I love it too. It's the she crushes that song. Yeah. But then, but, but then we were driving one day, and I played Philippa Sue's "Burn," and she goes, "Oh, is this that Andrew Day song?" 
I was like, bitch. No. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. Do not crush my dreams about Philippa Sue's Hamilton. But, like, yeah, so totally, like, that's true. Um, Do we want to rate this episode? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oops. (laughs) Damn you, Eric. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. I'm waiting. I mean, between five and six, I'm going to give it a six only because I actually had good, I had, I had emotions from this episode. Frustration. So I think, I think they did a good job on that. And that rates it a six. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to understand your ratings. Look, the episode still pisses me off. It pisses me off. But does it piss you off in the good way? Kind of. Because it's supposed to piss you off. Kind of. I'm not, I'm not trying to change yes. this rating. I'm just saying. Like, like, the kids, when it was just the four of them, well, the three of them, let's take Matt out. Those mm-hmm. three, the shit that they would give Mary, the, the shit talking, the sm- oh, not Ruthie. Okay, Lucy and Simon. That, I liked. I didn't care for Annie and Eric. And I know you do. My favorite part about Annie and Eric was the first five minutes. The fight. The, yes. Yeah. I loved that fight. Because both of them... Both of them have good arguments, it's and both so, of them are right. So, and it's real, man. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Did you grow up in, like, a yelling household? Like, did your parents ever fight like that? Not that I'm asking you to air your dirty laundry, uh, but just, like... As we're just naturally reference. loud. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but, like, did they ever used to have shouting matches like Annie and Eric did? Yeah, they were very good at... My parents were so good at expressing their emotions or getting pissed off. Really? They would share it. Yeah. I grew up in a shouting household. Yeah. Um, like, not that my parents, like, don't like each other or anything. Like, they're, like, their marriage is fine. But, like... That's how they express it. No, when things would get so frustrating in a situation like what Annie and Eric are facing. Not, not exactly. Yeah. Like, they, they never had to fight over, like, a deadbeat child of theirs. I'm not saying that. But, like, when you reach that boiling point Point, of, like, you're just don't know what to do anymore... They, they would shout like that. Yeah. And watching Annie and Eric in that scene was like a major sense. Like yeah, yeah. It, it felt like I was I was there. And it's that awkward moment of like, mommy and daddy are yelling at each other and I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. you know, like that thing. And the fact that they were able to convey that through the screen. For, for a show that we shit on a lot and for characters, especially Eric, that we don't like. Yeah. Like, for me to care about them that much, I was like, damn. Yeah. That, that... And for that reason, this is a 10 for me. This is, it's not my first 10, I know that. But I really believe, like, this is as close to perfection as this show may ever get. Hmm. Good call. Okay. Like, in my heart of hearts, like, I kind of wanted it, to, I wanted to find reasons to give it, like, a 9 or an 8 or whatever, but then I was like, no, though, no, because all of those things are things that, like, the show is trying to make me feel, and that they did, Yeah. you know, and I think they succeeded, I think the story was told well, this is a Brenda Hampton and Sue Tenney mm-hmm. double classic, like, they, mm-hmm. re- like they co-wrote this episode. Um, and I, I, I really liked it. <laughs> I liked how much I hated yes. Mary and I liked how much I felt everything that Annie, Eric and the kids are feeling. Yeah. They, pu- yeah, they definitely pushed you to hate them. Well, her. No, yeah. Her. Yeah. No, like, could you imagine what that writing room was like? Let's make her hateable. Deplorable. Yeah. I like, mean, frankly, like, like nothing redeeming. Sh- exactly. Exactly. And I think they succeeded. Yeah. KQ. Right. <laughs> Did you just say pew pew? I said okay, KQ. Oh. <laughs> I heard pew pew. Pew 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 pew. I was okay. like, what's that? <laughs> pew. Oh okay. my gosh. Okay, so as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Now, we don't do this often, but. I do want to like take a minute and like just implore our lovely listeners and we know that there's some of you out there <laughs> Yum. to truly do please please rate and review us on um, Apple Podcasts. It really just takes like less than a minute of your time and it would really help us out um, and 
I think we're, I'm going to just say that we will read every five-star review on the air that, that everybody does. So this is true. If that's an incentive for you, great. We'll read whatever it is. So feel free to like say whatever you want. We will read it on But air. Lady G, what if they stop listening when we were talking about music and memory? <laughs> okay, we'll cut that out of this episode. <laughs> but no, so okay, that's that's enough of my spiel. But um you can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the places. Um, you can send us your questions or your thoughts or whatever, really, at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com. And I think that's everything. Uh-huh. So until next time, bye. Pew, pew, bye.